Just want to let you lot know that if you're watching this clip on the Fozcast YouTube channel, the full episode is now available to watch exclusively on Spotify. And it's free. Come on. When I, I won the World Championship uh, one year, they gave me a Ferrari. No, they did yeah. not. And another time, they gave me a Bentley. Sometimes we would, would, would fall out over it. I mean, it would know the shit out of me because he, he, he couldn't put two balls in a row. Steve Davis had six. Yeah. And it was like when I got to seven... I couldn't register right what now. He had to start drinking, um, I think, about three or four hours before every match. He had a condition so that, that, that he had the shakes. He tried to claim VAT or tax back on the <laughs> On the beers? On the beers. That's a work <laughs> expense, all right? I was absolutely smashed. And then the next day I had to do an appearance at the sweater shop. Stopped, stopped three times to go and be ill in the toilets. I told my, my, my ex-wife that um, before going down to the start of the tournament to bring a certain jacket I want to wear it after the final. Oh, I love that. And that was before the tournament started. I would say it's the most perfect thing you can do in sport. Welcome. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. To the Foscast, everybody. We are on the road again today. We're in sunny Reading. It's not sunny Reading. It's horrible outside. It's freezing cold. However, we're in the lovely, warm, next to a beautiful, heated snooker table. And that is because today's guest is a bit of a legend, I won't lie to you. Uh, at the tender age of 21, became the youngest ever snooker world champion. A record he still holds to this very day. He's won everything there is to win in the game. One of the best players to have ever graced this. What's it called? What's the green stuff Felt? Felt. Bays. 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 One of the best players who have ever graced this beautiful green bays. It's Stephen Hendry. Before we start talking about your career, because Mm -hmm. there's so much to talk about, I've got loads of questions, loads of bits of bobs I want to know. Um, You're now a YouTuber. Yes. Talk to me about this new murky world of YouTube (laughs) that you just entered. Well, we we did uh, Q-tips on Instagram. Um, where we would do um, a, a season of, of shots where we'd ask people to write in shots they're having problems with. So the, you'd have a season of sort of 20 or 30 shots. Um, and obviously the next progression after that was, because obviously that's that's done on a phone, isn't it? Yeah, um, and it's like short form, it's short clips and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Let, let 59 seconds yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. maximum. Um, so the next step was obviously YouTube. And, and, it's, and it's, something, it's never been done before where a top player yeah. um, has presented a show um, where he's just having a couple of frames with other top players um, and people like yourself, obviously, yeah. that, that love snooker. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going really well. It's, it's really exciting. I'm enjoying doing it. Um, I think the players are enjoying it because they're, you, you know, in, in sport, when you get asked, you do press stuff or, or TV, yeah, yeah, you're very yeah. much like, you Guarded. know, you, yeah, you, you go through the motions kind of thing. So it's cool just to have the players chilling out and just, um, we're it having a be, laugh as well. It can be a bit stuffy as well, can't it? But like we, we were saying earlier on, like, 
actually with snooker players you'll have your waistcoat on it's very serious you're very focused mm. to actually bring it like snooker back to what it is down, jeans, down the club a t-shirt yeah. with with your mates yeah, yeah that's what yeah, it is right and i think i think the good thing about it as well when when we're doing um the the, the q and a's with um q is spelled c-u-e by the way yeah you get it like that um, <laughs> <laughs> um as we're going to the players where they practice so the the, the, the the people that are watching it again to see where the clubs yeah. where they practice or with Judd Trump it was just in an office block where he's put two tables. Wow, and that's um, where he practices. That's where he practices. Um, Neil Robertson went to a club in Cambridge, uh, Mark Worms Club in the Valleys in Wales. So you get to see where these players do yeah, their yeah, work yeah. day in, day out as well, which is cool. I've got to say, you are an absolute natural, mate. Seriously. I, I <laughs> what, a snooker? No, obviously <laughs> snooker, yeah. So we've just filmed, um, we filmed a video, haven't we, yeah. for, for Steve. Uh, by the way, the YouTube channel, Stephen Hendry's Q-Tips. If you have not so subscribed to it yet, get yourself over there. It is incredible. You're nearly on 100,000 already, by the way. You've <laughs> yeah. only been going like two months. Have you, yeah, you seen so the nice little plaque you'll get soon? Oh, really? No, yeah, no we're, nice. we're, we're delighted how it's going. I mean, I mean, credit, obviously, to all the guys that are, that are producing it and stuff, because they're, they're, they're doing wonders. Um, I'm just basically standing on the table chatting to other snooker players. But um, yeah, it's, it's going fantastically well and, and but it, it, it's hard work. Um, more for, I say more for the guys, they have to yeah, edit yeah, all, yeah. Do, do all this stuff in the background. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's, 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 a, it's a new challenge. Is that the bit for you that I think might have opened your eyes a little bit is I think a lot of people, the perception of YouTube is you kind of just pull your phone out or whatever mm. it is, a GoPro, and it's just as simple as click record and then just upload it and simple as that. It's nowhere near that, is it? It's so much more, isn't it? Well, if, if we want the, 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 the channel to, to sort of, you know, keep, keep moving growing, on and improving yeah. and growing, we've got to keep at it. Yeah. You've got to keep doing it. Um, I mean, we might run out of snooker players at yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some point to footballers, talk to. Footballers, mate, start yeah. getting footballers, footballers yeah. on. A lot of footballers play snooker. <laughs> I know for a fact a lot of footballers play snooker. A lot of, lot of players have um, tables in the houses, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, like, like I said, I used, to have a, I used to have a snooker table in my house. So um, snooker in the foster household, right? It was a big deal as a right. kid. Honestly, it was a big deal. My dad, um, my dad's here today and he was, it's like, my dad's never come to a po podcast before. Honestly, my dad, has never come to a podcast right and this one when I told him I, like we were going to be doing one with you oh my gosh Ben I'm coming I'm coming I'm coming <laughs> so he's watched the video that we've made today he's absolutely buzzing he's all over it but yeah as when we were kids it was always on the telly like snooker right. was a proper big deal back yeah. in the day wasn't yeah, it like yeah. we were even talk, we were even joking about some like the TV shows you remember like Pop Black and, That's right, and Big, big Break. Break like yep. Jim Davidson John Virgo Big Break all that kind of, that was prime time TV wasn't it Sno snooker was huge I think pre-Sky um it was on BBC, ITV. The yeah. main, it was it was one of the, the top sports actually on TV at those times. And obviously Sky came, which sort of elevated football to a whole new level. And and, and there was so much choice um, thereafter to watch in terms of, of sport, like golf and all, all sorts. Um, so Snooker went down a wee bit, but then in the eighties and nineties, I mean, it was it was massive. I yeah. mean, we were like like proper stars, which yeah. is weird. We're, we're me in the beginning, young to to get recognised everywhere. But the likes of because people still say to me now. Um, oh, there's not the characters in, in snooker anymore because they still remember the likes of Bill Werbenuk and yeah, yeah, Kirk yeah. Stevens. Is he the chap that had like nine, fifteen pints? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He had to start. He had to start drinking. Um, I think about three or four hours before every match. He had a condition um, that that a medical condition that, that, that he had the shakes. So um, it was either drinking beer or taking a drug. It was banned. Yeah, you know. Um, so beta blockers, I think it was. So yeah, he had to go the other way of having a few beers. Wow! Um, and I think it was it was public knowledge that he, he tried to claim VAT or tax back on the <laughs> on the beers on the beers. It sounds, because, work, because it's a work. That sounds like you. This does. This sounds like you. I like his thinking here. Mate. That's a work <laughs> expense, all right. He has to have that kind of stuff. He did um, have to go to the toilet every frame though, which was a. 
Oh, I yeah, that's a, that's a long session, that is, if he's doing that all the time. Um, yeah, I mentioned my dad a minute ago, right? So, like I say, mm. my dad, is like he's, he's run the local snooker team, our, our Lillington C team. Like I say, we're, we're avid, we're amateur, and we're, we're very average, honestly. <laughs> we're very, very average. Um, but you were, you were 21 years old. You're a young Stephen mm. Henry, right? You're, doing, you're playing in the tournaments, you're winning everything, um, and then you're doing also, like, the, you know, you do the rounds, you do the clubs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you came to our area, you came to a club near to us called the Cubbing club okay right. um and my dad was like as everybody was just buzzing to come and get a glimpse of, of a young Stephen Hendry um and anyway he entered the raffle the raffle prize was a signed Stephen Hendry snooker case with a cube inside it right. absolutely buzzing um and my dad went and won the raffle right so I've got a picture here now I'm going to show you if you're watching this on Spotify by the way everybody just give your phone if you're watching on your phone just give your phone a little turn to the side right and you'll see the video um this is a picture of my dad Getting the cue off of you, um, what, 31 years ago, Dad? So the, the, this could be the mullet years. I, I want to guess it's the mullet years. <laughs> this is 100%. No, this is not the mullet years. It's not years. the mullet. Is it the bleach blonde years? I think it might be, yeah. Wavy. You're handsome as you like, by the way, <laughs> back in the day. Dad, you're looking a million and all. Honestly. <laughs> You two could have had a night out and just nicked all sorts here, by the way. Just have a little look at this. I'm going to put, I'll, we'll put them on screen so you can have a good look at them. Have a look at that little bad well. boy. How cool is that? The, the sweater shop. That was my sponsor, the sweater shop. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah. They were great. So they were the ones, when I, I won the World Championship uh, one year, they gave me a Ferrari. No, they did yeah. not. And another time they gave me a Bentley Continental GT or something. What, was like a bonus? Yeah, it's, it's a bonus for winning the World Championship. Just a well done. There and, you and, go. And, 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 and I knew this before because one time I was clearing up against Jimmy, I think it was when I beat him 1817, and I'm clearing the colours and I shouldn't have been thinking about it, but I'm thinking I'm going to get a Bentley. <laughs> I should have been thinking this is for the world title, but nah. I couldn't help it. It was just coming in when I was like clearing the colours. It was like, wow. but yeah, they, they were amazing sponsors. Yeah, Are they God, still in business? No, no, they, they, no, they sold up. They made fortunes. They sold wow. Up. Wow, what a, what a picture. Oh, it's belting, isn't it? I look uh, like something from a boy band. You look a million, honestly. I'm absolutely buzzing with this picture. I, I remember seeing this picture, like I say. I remember my dad coming home. He tucks home. sweaters into their jeans. I yeah, mean, I know. <laughs> that was the look, though, wasn't it? It was what it was. My dad's massive glasses on him. Actually, you've still got massive glasses now, Dad. Um, but yeah, I remember my dad coming home that night. He's, um, he's just won this snooky queue. He's buzzing. It's, I think it's a Riley snooky queue. Um, anyway, he was buzzing so much of it. Later that week, he sold it to somebody at the club for 60 quid. No. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he sold it for 60 quid. Oh, God. <laughs> Fantastic. It's class, though. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, right, where are we going then? So, young Stephen Henry, like you said there, um, sort of like you say, back in the day, when you're a youngster, you're winning tournaments, right, left and centre. Just how famous are you at this moment in time? Are you able to just go and do any normal stuff whatsoever? Um, I think the fact that I lived in Scotland um, helped a bit. Um, I think if I'd moved down south, it might have been more, more, of, a, more of a problem. I did get recognised everywhere, but it was... Um, in, 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 in Scotland, football was everything in the papers. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was it was all the all the sort of tabloids. You've six pages of Rangers and Celtic, maybe a page of the other teams, and then snooker would still a bit a of something. Bit yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was football dominated. But um, yeah, it, it was it was strange. Um, you know, being you know learning to be you know well known and, and people know who you are because um, I was just I was just kind of grew up nor- normal family and yeah. nor- you know. No, nothing out of the ordinary so for this to happen was um yeah it's pr- pretty pretty random did it, did it take much to adapt to because obviously back then it would have been maybe someone asking for an autograph yeah so obviously if you were a 21 year old stephen hendry right now mm. with a world of camera phones yes it's a very oh, different social level, media all that yeah. kind you of stuff you could still be 
conspicuous to a point, couldn't I, you? I, about I, think, I think it's important, and I was very lucky. I had good, good background with my parents, um, and my manager was very good at keeping me. I, I didn't do any sort of interviews front of papers. Kept was, you away from a, all that, yeah. yeah. Kept me away. I, the, the odd one I did, we, we, we sort of found out straight away that they were looking for an angle, and then we just sort of kept kept away from it. Um, but yeah, you, 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 you do realise that you're... Even even then, you're, 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 everything you do in your life is becomes public property. It's going to get out there or, eventually. Or, or yeah. Knowledge, so that that's that's sometimes is difficult to 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 get used to. Um, but I mean, I, I just love what I did. It was great for me. I was the best snooker player in the world. So it was just anything that was slightly negative, I didn't even think about. You know, one, one thing I found interesting, so like I say, we've already filmed a video for, for the YouTube channel earlier, um, and you were asking me about Srelix Ferguson and the hairdryer mm. treatment, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and you said, your manager used to do exactly the yeah. same thing to you. And I said, hold on, your manager? <laughs> so you're the guy out there in yeah. front of the cameras, pr performing, producing the goods kind mm. of thing. And yet still, you would get back into the change room. Your manager would be on you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I used to, used to. Some sometimes would 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 fall out over it. I mean, he'd know the shit out of me because he, he he couldn't put two balls in a row, and he would criticize my <laughs> shot choice and things like that. You shouldn't have gone for that. And I'd like, look, you can like, you know. But it used to work. It used to really get me going, and yeah. I'd go out, and I'd like it didn't or every time, but it, a lot of times it got my got me real my back up, and I'd go out and and play really well. But he he, he kind of took me over my career when I was sixteen um, when I turned pro. Um, because my dad used to take me everywhere, but obviously he, he couldn't afford to travel in and tra all that, do the yeah. traveling as a professional is a lot more expensive than just going to amateur tournaments. Yeah. So the booking hotels, because um, one thing my manager did was said, if you're going to be a professional, you're going to stay in the same hotel as Steve Davis. You're not going to, because if you stay in a little bed and breakfast and he's in the hotel, you're going to feel inferior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was quite a, a, an important thing. So it, it obviously costs money. And, and he sort of, brought this sort of work ethic into me as well because I wasn't practicing really. I was mucking around my mates. Um, what he, he instilled, he says, if I'm going to financially back here, look after everything, you're going to work your bollocks off, basically, yeah, yeah, his yeah. words. Um, so I was in the club six hours a day, seven days a week on wow, my own. Wow. Okay. On my own play, and I hated it at the beginning. It was like, oh my God, this was a hobby. This was something I enjoyed. Yeah. And now this is like a job. But after about a, a month or two, I, my form, I, I could feel my, my game was just changing and getting better with this practice. Um, and I could see results. How did you practice? Like, um, I know that might seem like a strange question, but did you just play snooker more? Or did you have drills to do? Or position the balls a certain way? Or just, just play like a frame? No, I would, I would do things like the lineup where you just set the reds up um, the middle of the table. Um, and just try and clear the table, red color, red color, red color. And I'll try and do it 10, 10 in a row. And even if I got to seven or eight, I would stop, I would go back to one wow. if I'm missing seven or eight. And that was that. Partly because I thought this is the best way of, of getting the time going quicker. Because it, if I thought if you're doing this, you've got to get take to longer. Ten. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Six hours, or, it was like, how can I make this, make the time go faster? How can what, to occupy the time? Because if I mean, just play frames, six hours would seem like 26 hours. So I had something to, to sort of, train myself to do and and that you know drilling that concentration that's what made me um, so good in matches to to be as um to be uh, to get to your level to for you to get to your level mm. was it were you are you you know like with the football you'd have ronaldo and messi and it's nature versus nurture mm. what was stephen hendry is it a mixture of both it is how do you get to that level um i mean i i, I got a, a little table for my christmas two weeks before my 13th birthday 
Um, like a little never, six foot bad boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never played snooker before. My granddad was a very good player. He died before I was born. My dad was rubbish. Yeah. He, he couldn't put two balls in a row. So it skipped a generation. But within two or three weeks, I was making 50 breaks. Wow. On a small table. So yeah, I just, I just got better and better very quickly. Um, so you obviously have to be born with the talent. That's the first off. Yeah. You know, if you're not born with that, what you is know. it? Is it a hand eye thing? Yeah, it's just I just it, I think it's hard to explain. I just did it. I just I could just get down on the table and, and it was natural. You know, you see players who are not natural at snooker and they end up like this with a bridge and like <laughs> but I just basically put my hand down, spread it and and it was there. Um, and then I started watching on TV. Um, but yeah, I just got better very quickly. So the natural talent, born with that talent, was important. Then you know becoming a pro and the, the work ethic um, and then you get to a stage where it takes being able to play under pressure yeah which I was able to do when you say about the pressure so just earlier on you mentioned that your manager would would um, rare up have a go at you and you said he'd get your back up mm. first thing that popped in my mind there is surely you wouldn't want to get the backup of a snooker player because once you go out there my perception is you've got to be super calm and mm. super focused so if you went out like riled up angry mm. yeah would that not affect your game no it, it, it sort of it sort of clarified what i was there to do basically okay. um i mean i'm not saying he did it every single match but i mean if he felt i wasn't putting in the effort or concentrating or or just 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 not there he would think that's the way of getting me concentrating which 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 more often than not it did so it's just a matter of it just like if i was like Maybe in the first half of the match, I'll be sat in my chair, and when the opponent's at the table, I'm I'm just like this, or you're looking around and not like on it. You know, you, you what are you thinking of when you're in that in well, that moment? I mean, you said to me you, you, in in the video, you commentate the sort yeah, of match yeah, kind of thing yeah. when you when you're not active. I would like try and not commentate in a bit, but watch the opponent's what he's doing. Try and go through his mind and try and think that well, where where can he mess up? Look at the state of the table and yeah, think well, that's. Yeah. You know, he's got to do that to get into that position. You're he's thinking to, a few shots ahead. Yeah, he's got to open the reds at some point. Where can it go wrong? And and am I ready to, to sort of step in when it does go wrong? So, yeah, it, sometimes if, you, if you're not on it, focus and you, you hear someone in the crowd. Really, yeah. And you look up there and then you'll look. And then all of a sudden you get a chance and your head's nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the sort of thing he would pick up on. And and times I would see him in the, if he was in the audience watching, he'd, I'd catch his eye and he'd be like, give and it did it so I, I responded to it and, yeah. and and i think later on in my career when you get older obviously you didn't do it when you get older you can't start but well i don't know you don't know how old the players are when alex ferguson but i mean you were yeah. like 30 30 year old you can't have someone coming in i would, I would rebel against it yeah of course i was yeah. older but the younger it's easier yeah. to sort and then, of but then but then consequently it's one probably one of the reasons why my my form dipped after my sort of thirties, yeah. is I didn't have that somebody to push you. I, yeah, and I didn't have drive that, that that check to say, look, you're not concentrating yeah. today. I, I just I had to rely on myself. So I want to talk about um, like the evolution of snooker. Basically, I want to, mm. a little bit of comparison to what it used to be in the late eighties, nineties when you were playing to today. Um, is there any drast drastic changes? Are people training more? Are they fitter? Is there anything, any kind of nuances in the new game that have made the snooker, the general play of snooker, a bit better? I, I think I think the, the the practice side of it is is definitely there's more, they're more dedicated now, which I, I think I think I've, it seems to be that it seems to be a trend in a lot of sports. I think yeah. um, you know going back to people saying there's no characters anymore. I think because sport in general has become so 
winning you know, yeah, results clinical, driven, isn't yeah, it? results driven yeah. that people are, are putting more effort into that rather yeah. than um, you know telling joke or having a character they just it's just focus yeah focus on winning and that's that that's changed um, the amount of practice players do it's, it's um, like the marginal gains basically so they must be so it's like a bit of cycling you know what I mean where they will look at every little facet of either their life like what, how mm -hmm. they sleep at night any alcohol they might consume anything like that just to get a slight little advantage I, I, I don't know whether snooker goes into it that that deeply I think there's, there's more certainly more fitness in terms of because the, the, the players are younger and, and there was definitely sort of 70s 80s and more of a, a sort of drinking culture yeah. in snooker you could have drinks by the table um, you know, like like Darge smoking. I mean, it's incredible to me that I used to play World Championship and Embassy sponsored it, and you're sitting next to someone who's smoking. You're smoking away, yeah. You look back and you think, is that, it's mind did that blowing, ever, isn't it? It, it, it's it, mind it's blowing. so weird. Um, but yeah, the, 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 I mean, Ronnie's very fit. Judd, Judd's very fit. A lot of the guys do it. Um, I didn't do it one minute of really, yeah. Was, you know, not not one minute. I was I was naturally. Thin. I mean, that ship sailed. But I was, <laughs> I was naturally I, 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 really thin, so I didn't have to do anything. But um, I think just as I said, it's just become more intense. Yeah. I think and and you know the, the competitive side of it is more intense than it used to be. I think the the so the reason why I'm saying this is because I remember I remember back in the day, like say when I'm when I'm watching you play, where if you get a one four seven break, it was a hundred and forty seven grand yeah, for yeah, getting yeah. the one four seven. You remember that? Like yeah, yeah. was that every tournament or it, just a world? It was a world championship. Yeah, but you think a hundred and forty seven grand, sort of what 30, 25, 30 years ago? That's about a million quid nowadays, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It was bonkers, weren't it? But uh, you didn't get that many of them, did you? No, there was. Um, I made. I, I think I made either two or three at the world when that was a prize because um, one year I remember I was I was I was getting married in that summer and um, the daily record when I did it put in the front page that I was giving my wife the 147 grand as a as a wedding present oh, <laughs> and where they got that from I don't I don't even know I mean it's just r ridiculous but um, I think what they mean is as soon as you put that ring on her finger she's entitled <laughs> to sort of, at least that anyway mate to be honest with you <laughs> but um, yeah I mean it was it was incredible and and, and that sort of prize makes you take a risk to go for it. Yeah. Nowadays, there's I think the the, the world championship it might be fifty. I'm not sure, um, but if it's a tight bit of the match, you won't take a risk. Yeah. But then I mean, you, not only the 147, you got 20 grand for the highest break as, as wow. well. So it was 167. Wow. So if you did that and oh. and won the world championship, which was 250. Clean. Oh wow! Well, yeah, good weeks work. Yeah, you had a good two weeks in, in Sheffield. Well, so there's, there's that famous Ronnie O'Sullivan clip, isn't there, where he's 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 on for the one four seven. He looks to the judge and he's, what's the what is the the bonus for getting yeah, the one four yeah. seven this year? And they and he's like five grand. I know, I know. Like, he, they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah so we like, went and put the pink on purpose right, know, just to sort of like stick two fingers up for him. It's incredible. I but, think I think it's bad. I think I think it should always be a great prize for a one four seven. Yeah, for Whether, sure. If they don't, I mean, one of the arguments is we don't want to give more money. Well, why would give it a car or a, or a beautiful watch something, or something? Yeah, make it's like a the hole in one on um, it, the golf holes, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like it's the most perfect thing you can do in snooker. That doesn't happen that often. It's yeah. not like I mean, nine darters I think are far more common. I would say it's the most perfect thing you can do in sport. I don't think yeah. there's anything else in any sport that would be we were any more difficult this the other than getting a We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Do you remember on yeah, the golf yeah. course because we said, right, you play off seven at golf, I play off sixteen. We could get a hole in one. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. one good shot and yeah. a bit of luck. One four seven. You are not doing that unless you are the You've best no of chance. the best yeah. of the best. They always, they, they, but the argument is always one four seven nine dart or a hole in one. So the one four seven is, I think, by far the most difficult yeah. because you don't know you don't know how the balls are going to be the position, um, and it's thirty six shots that's going to be perfect. 
I think next is hole in one. As you say, anyone can make one. There's a bit of luck involved, yeah, yeah. but it's it's such a difficult thing to do. The nine darter, I'm not saying it's not a difficult thing to do, but the dartboard's the same all the time. It yeah. doesn't move. Constant, isn't it? It doesn't move. You know what you numbers you have to go for, um, and you do it. But um, anyway, someone will argue with that. Um, so, yeah, sorry, just talking on 147s then. So um, there's been a few sort of like cases where players have got to that 140. They're going yeah. for the black and then they've missed it. I've got the three players down here. So obviously the famous Ken Doherty one yeah. uh, back in the day. There's uh, John Higgins in 2018. Right. And then uh, 2015, Un, Unnu. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was commenting on that one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was so, incredible. So talk me through that because you've done it plenty of times yourself, I'm sure. When you're yeah. on that, when you know it's on and you're getting to the crunch time, do the nerves start kicking in a bit? Well, the the, the, the latest I've missed, I, I missed a pink at the, at the Benson Hedges Masters. Um, sorry, I shouldn't be tobacco. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 auto, it's automatic. People yeah. come up to me and say, when's the embassy? I mean, it was like, they haven't sponsored it for 20 yeah, years. But that's what it's, that it is. That's it's like football, though, isn't it? It's like the Carling Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the, the, the pink was the latest I got and, and missed. But I, I always think that, and, and it's very rare that a player will miss in the final black, but it's it's... It's, you're almost on autopilot with it, with the concentration. Yeah, you're yeah. so in the zone because you've, you've done all the hard work, and it's you're very. If you're going to miss, you you miss earlier on. Um, the most misses you'll see in a one four seven opportunity will be sort of last red, second yeah, last trying red, trying to get them out before yeah. they might be on the rail. But, or whatever. Um, but more of you're you're so like on it that you don't even. You, you, you know what's happening you're nervous but the concentration genuinely yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. you're still just autopilot yeah. it doesn't even start to touch the sides or anything no. but like, I mean <laughs> it's the biggest buzz you can have I mean it's fant It's just like even, even in practice it's amazing Do one four seven is it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like I said to you earlier in our video, in our in our local snooker league, if we get a 30 break, we get in the paper, we get our right. name in the paper for like a notable break or something like that. Yeah. And I've genuinely had about about four or five instances where I've been on a 24, 25 and I'm going for a black and I'm thinking, I'm in the paper here, I'm in the paper here. <laughs> and then I absolutely bottle it. And <laughs> the hands start shaking and that's it. It's painful, it is. So fair dues, <laughs> if you guys can be that laser guided and it's just, it is what it is and yeah. you just pot it. Did you ever work, um, obviously with, Ronnie, for example, we've had Professor Steve Peters on the podcast. Right, um, fascinating guy. Um, like in your in your heyday of playing, was that ever an, an option to work with psychologists uh, and that side of the game? Um, not, um, not obviously in the nineties when when I it was my my dominant period. Obviously, I didn't I didn't need anyone because I, I was I was so dominant near near the sort of end. Um, I had a, a coach who went in not like anywhere near Steve Peters level, but sort of dabbled in that sort of thing you know we talked about visualization yeah and, yeah 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 and meditation and that sort of thing to get you stuff but i was i was i was too far far gone to really let it i think you've got to be a bit of an old dog you're almost yeah yeah you've got to really buy into that yeah, for it to yeah, work yeah. i mean it was like he said right okay he wanted me to watch all videos of me winning um and i said to him but yeah all that says to me is how crap i am now Really, yeah. <laughs> I was it, like, yeah. I was, I was getting the wrong message from it. He says you okay. should be watching, you winning, winning, winning. So when you've got this feeling inside, and, and when you get to the matches, you'll you, you'll feel that way. But I said, but all it's, it's reiterating to me is that look how low I've sat now. I was, I was so good then, yeah. and look at me now. That's it. Kept on. What, what is it? Where is there any time, like an individual moment, a point in time where you kind of thought about it and thought, I'm not quite what I used to be. Is there any reason why for that would happen as well? I, I. I I won my last world title in 99 um, and uh, well I mean I said in my press conference if I don't win another match 
I, I can be happy with my career. So basically, I'm kind of switching off straight away, saying, yeah. like, okay, I did win titles after, but not many, no world titles. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know whether mentally it was just... I always had that target to get seven. Steve Davis had six. Yeah. And it was like when I got to seven, I couldn't register right what now. Yeah. People say, oh, you go for eight. Yeah, I said, but it's, it, it was because Steve had six, I had to beat that. And, yeah. And I had nothing else so to you are, beat. So you're competitive then. You must have a real serious competitive yeah, nature. Yeah, so that, that was always in the distance. And so, I, 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 I mean, my, my game, I, I just I started to develop technical faults. I started to go to two or three different coaches who did different things, yeah. um, which, wor which worked for a while and then didn't work. Um, and then you just go down a road of, losing you start losing more than you're winning and then you then instead of just going out and winning you're 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 you find yourself trying not to lose yeah and my game change but start being more defensive and um that, yeah. that's my next question is literally that is if you're playing if you know you're playing the world number one tomorrow for example you're playing well but do you go into that game with a different mindset? Do you think, oh, I need to be a bit more careful, a bit more reserved, not quite go for the pots yeah. that I didn't go for well, yesterday? I, I, never, I, for I never did when I was dominant, even playing Steve Davis, who used to tie me up in knots at the start with safety. Yeah. I still went for everything. Really? And I never ever, when I was in the 90s, never changed my game for anything. If, if that wasn't going to do the job, I wasn't going to fall back and start playing safe. So, um, yeah, and, and I developed sort of technical faults in my cue action, as I said, and would then start to avoid certain shots because I knew I didn't feel right in my yeah, cue action yeah, yeah. to pot them. So I would end up playing the wrong way. It just, and, and, it's not and, your game, that, is no, it? No, and it just, it just snowballed to get worse and worse. And then at the end, when I retired, I thought, look, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I'm not enjoying losing to people I shouldn't lose to. Um, Steve Davis kept playing. I said to him, what are you doing? You're losing it. He shouldn't be even be lacing your shoes. He said, I, I just treat it as a day out. Really, yeah. Just enjoys said, it for I said, what I it can't, is. I can't do that. I said, for me, the winning is the enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. like, being able to win, think, or at least knowing you can win if you play well. But I, I just I can't deal with that. So maybe I retired too early. I don't know. I, I could have still got to quarterfinals. Just worked the circuit and, a bit. And, and, and kept been playing. But anyway, I, th I thought, no, I'm not enjoying this. Get out. I think that's like the it's like the, that youth thing, isn't it? The innocence, the beauty, the sort of obliviousness of mm. when you're a youngster. You just don't care you don't no. think about like what might happen no, you just not at all. ah sod it i'm just gonna pot it and that's all it is exactly i mean and and that's what um judd trump when he came on the scene he, he played he plays a very similar game to what i did yeah. just going for everything and not even thinking about what would happen if you miss yeah but the minute you you, you down your career you start to get sort of scars that Oh, I went for that last time, missed it, and the guy won the frame. I lost the tournament. You remember? And all <laughs> a little bit of baggage, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but you can't—it's there. And I suppose that's where psychologists come in to make you forget those things um, and and not think about what happened before. Just think about for. But yeah, you, when you're young, you don't care what happens if you miss. Go for a long ball. Um, um, I want to talk about. I want to talk about a snooker players' pre-match routine. Okay, right. so in football we like I say we'll stay in the hotel night before home games night before away games um, we're all eating dinner together at a certain time all that kind of stuff you wake up in the morning you're having breakfast pre-match what's it like for a snooker player say you're say you're starting at sort of you're in the the, the world final world championship final when what time does the world championship final um, start normally the the world championship final the first session would be about two in the afternoon so generally I would um not not get up too early I, I wasn't I was never a breakfast eater yeah. um so um, go down to the venue about 10, 10-ish, between 10 and 11, have half an hour, no more. Um, I was never a believer in doing lots of practice at a tournament. I thought the work's done before. Yeah, if yeah. you've not done it before and prepared, then it's, it's too late yeah. to start. So yeah, half an hour, 
go back to the hotel, maybe have a tiny bit of food to eat, but I, I was never, never hungry before playing. Nerves or? Never, yeah, yeah, there's obviously something to do with it. I mean, like my, I don't know, coach called Frank Callan, the real old guy, and, um, and he says, have you eaten? And I went, uh, I says, no, this is half two in the afternoon. I hadn't eaten a single thing all day. Wow. And he's like, you, you, got, you got to feed your brain. <laughs> like, but I says, I'm not hungry. Literally, I'd be, be fine through the match. Um, literally afterward, I'd be want to eat the world. Ravenous. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but in terms of prep, I would, if I was playing at half two, I'd arrive at the venue at two, um, go to the dressing room, get my cue, okay, go in the practice table, 10 minutes, basically just to loosen up. Wow. Go back and, and go back and read a newspaper in the dressing room. And then just, that's it, just will yeah, you out. Just, just try and clear, just try and not think about what's happening. The, the, the thing at the World Championship was um, you could hear the speaker, the, the, the auditorium yeah. noise coming through and they used to always play all the snooker tunes through it. So you could always, like the one that would be ITV, Pop Black, BBC, there'd be four or five and you'd always know the last one. Pop Black was the one close to, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. game time. Um, and then you'd get someone coming in saying five minutes and they'd go in and then You'd go to the toilet or whatever, get your cue. Okay, maybe wipe your cue. Then it'd be one minute, and then yeah, they knock on the door. But I'd, like world finals, I'd be like nauseous. I'd be literally thinking I'm going to throw up here. But looking back now, that's when I played my best. Yeah, when, when I got out there, it just like just went adrenaline buzz when you walked out. Yeah, was that yeah. what it was? Yeah, it was yeah. Just, you just walk up through the You get on the table and you just everything goes. Did you ever just, yeah. with the adrenaline? Like, did you ever? It might be a big final. Actually, get there, and it might take you a frame or two to settle down, like because of the adrenaline. Well, that, that that's the thing. If you went late, certainly later on in the career, if you're in a dressing room, you didn't feel that. Then constantly, yeah, you, you just start to not feel that. Get that feeling of excitement, and um, yeah, I think the nausea is, 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 is excitement as well because you think I'm, I'm going to win this. This is a world championship. Um, and when you don't have that nerves, you've got to be nervous to play your best, I think. Yeah, it heightens part. everything, you've doesn't it? Be, you, yeah. you, if you're flat, you, you ain't going to perform. And when you were in, in, in the, the kind of midst of the, the 90s, did I guess you were in the changing room just thinking, I'm going to beat anyone. Well, like, was yeah. it that mentality? I, the, from, there was a period from sort of, I won the World Championship first in 1990, then again in 92, and obviously from then I won five in a row. There was a time in those years, and every day I just felt, took winning for granted. <sighs> Invincible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a story which is true, um, um, I told my, my, my ex-wife that um, before going down to the start of the tournament to bring a certain jacket, I want to wear it after the final. Oh, the final. I love that. So when you, come, when you come down to the final, can you bring that jacket for me? And that was before the tournament started. So yeah. it's like, I, I just, I would just felt invincible, yeah. Especially at the Crucible and, and most tournaments, but especially That's the Crucible. That's phenomenal. And what about, so if you're playing obviously um, multiple days in a row, if um, if you're like mid-tournament, what would your like routine be at night? Would it be grab something to eat early night mm. or how did you treat things? Yeah, um, yeah, tend to, if I was playing at night, yeah, just simple, very Nothing simple. Nothing special. Yeah. Very simple. I mean, we stayed in the same hotel in Sheffield, same room, and it wasn't really anything you know, about being, um, what's the word? Superstitious. Yeah, just a nice room. Yeah. <laughs> I liked yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, and, and, and yeah, just we'd, we'd, we'd same sort of two or three restaurants um, we'd, we'd go to and just back to my room, watch telly. Yeah. You're a bit like that, aren't you? Yeah, just nothing like, special. Is what I guess it's yeah. familiarity, isn't yeah. it? Just, yeah. I think if you, if you 
need to get yourself G'd up for a, a certain event or a di- then I think you're doing something wrong. It should always just be the same prep for every mm. single one and then you're autopilot then. At the end, at the end of the day, it's your job. You know, yeah. my job was to go to the World Championship and win it. It wasn't to go and have a good time and do see this and see this or the city. Right? It was just to go there. My job was to go. That's why I never showed a lot of emotion when I lifted a trophy or you know, I never cried or go crazy or anything because I thought, that's my job. Yeah. I've come here to win this World Championship. Yeah. And like when I won it, right? When's the next one? It was my jacket. Yeah, it was no. Um, yeah, there was. It was as matter of fact as that, really. All right, listen, we're going to get some uh, quick fires on in a minute. I okay. just want to. I want you to just sort of look back on your career, look back as your your profession as a snooker player. What is it? Is it a good career? Is it is it hard work? Are you away a lot? All that kind of stuff. Unsociable hours and stuff. Um. It is it, snooker, a snooker player's career is, is tough because you're on your own. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, I, I enjoyed my own company. I didn't mind being being a, a, alone, you know, because of the traveling and everything. Um, I was always on my own. I, I had a, a road manager that drove me around in, in the UK and stuff and travel, but stayed in my own room and was quite happy. So it, it's it's quite a. It's not for everyone. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm gonna see players who have never gone anywhere on their own. They bring a mate, and because they can't literally can't stay in a room on their own. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was. Um, it was it's for some people it was tough but um individual sports i think i mean every, every sport you have to do put a, you know a load of work in to get yeah. to the top every every sport but an individual sport it's it's those hours yeah hours and hours and hours on your own doing the same thing over and over it's one of the things again partly my downfall was they i couldn't i'd been doing that practice sessions for like eight, 20 years the same sessions lineups the snooker table never changes yeah even a golfer, I suppose, who hits thousands of balls, one day the wind could be a different direction. Yeah, yeah. So it's a different. It's a different shot. table's the same. So I stopped being able to do those five, six hours. Um, and if you do four hours, there's someone doing two more than you. Yeah, it's not um, enough. No. So it's 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 hard in that respect, um, snooker. Stephen Andrew, what a legend! Right, we've got some quick fire questions for you. Okay. Best player you've ever played against? O'Sullivan. Simple as that. Yeah. A player that surprised you with just quite how good they were. Mm. I think it's weird. Steve Davis, when, when, when I first came on the scene, I did two tours of Scotland with him, six nights. And it was my manager. It was quite clever, actually, because I got to learn from him. Um, but it was, it was seeing him at close quarters, how good he was yeah. and how dedicated he was. Everything that went towards him being the best. Um, you see him and you think, yeah, he's good. But when you got up and close, I thought, yeah, what a machine. And tell me he's a top man as what he seems. He is. is. He's, he's so funny. We've had some great nights. I love that. I just saw him. He's a DJ now. I mean, no, the most random right. thing ever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got two, he's had two albums out. I mean, it's not music. It's horrendous. <laughs> and I tell him that. But I mean, he's done, he's done, Gla- he's done Glastonbury. No, he's really? so, not. Yeah, I saw your interview with him when you were asking him the questions and you said about like favorite band and he'd um, referenced some. Magma. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, what the actual? I mean, yeah. who are they? Yeah. Mag- bit, Just but. on on that, um, <laughs> you, when you did behind the scenes uh, around the uh, event and you, different vantage points, studios, mm. you've got to do more of that. That is oh. absolutely. I'm not a huge snooker fan, right? 
but found that absolutely fascinating cool. behind the scenes at the there event. Like, def- def- we'll definitely do one at the Crucible. Oh, I mean, some, some, the of, some of the venues are a bit samey, um, but definitely the Crucible will be an, an interesting one. Get yourself a yeah. little GoPro, right? Just walk around, do a little vlog, show behind the curtain, all so that kind of stuff. Have you not seen Steve <laughs> when he has it strapped to his head? That's brilliant. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that, the lineup the I was on about. Yeah. I've done a whole ah. video um, from my point from of view. What you see, yeah. yeah. I think it was the latest one out, I think, if I want to say. Obviously, I haven't watched that one yet. I haven't watched that one yet. Cheat meal. Your favourite go-to meal. So you've just won the Masters. You, uh, the, the, oh, <laughs> you know God. what I mean. That you've just. What are you going to go for? Cheap meal. Cheat. Mean, cheat. Oh, not cheap. Cheat. Cheat. Yeah. Cheat meal. Oh my God. I, I just love food. I love. I, I mean. Um, you like cooking, don't you? Yeah, love love cooking. Yeah. What's your favourite go-to meal to cook them? Uh, I cook. I, I cook from cookbooks. I wouldn't say I've got recipes more than from cookbooks, but cheat meal. Um, Burger, KFC. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yes, not a bad one to be fair. Right, sorry, fried chicken. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll go KFC, it's fine. Um, what's <laughs> what's your favourite movie of all time? Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, very good. Um, favourite TV programme, TV show? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Do you know that one? I've, no, I don't know, I've never seen Curb it. Your Enthusiasm. I've never seen it. I know. Well, Larry it, David is, is, is yeah. the greatest, like Larry greatest David. living human being. I do like Larry David. Uh, <laughs> what is on your sports bucket list to go and watch or even play in? Uh... It's got to be the Masters. It's got to be the Masters. It's got to be the Masters. There there was a couple we've had, so it's Masters is the right answer. Mm. It has to be the right answer. Um, But the one, the other one that we got the other week was the Phoenix. You know the Phoenix Open, the one the par three down the thing with that. That Rory Rory doesn't like that part, doesn't he? He's he's, 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 it's too much for him. Doesn't like that. You know, they're throwing beer and everything. What would um, could that ever? Happen in snooker where you the crowd are raucous. Well, they've got the new, they've the got the new one coming out. Yeah, okay. yeah, ten ten minutes yeah. um, frames and it's shot clocks and stuff and it and it and it works. It's cool. It's, it's cool. I, I love watching it. Yeah, I wouldn't it like to play in it, but I, I love watching it. Yeah, it is. I was watching it on telly last week. I was buzzing off. We were talking about it on the way here, weren't we, Dad? It was brilliant. I've got a question. Best post tournament party. <laughs> Whoa. Well, um, I won one of the world titles. I won. I won a session early against Jimmy, um, and because it was a session early, we didn't have an evening, so we had to go back to the Crucible and do Big Break live. With the, the Jim <laughs> Davidson, John Burgos. Yeah. The evenings, well, the evening session should have been. Because I started drinking earlier, um, I was absolutely smashed, and then the next day I had to do an appearance at the sweater shop in, in Meadow Hall in Sheffield. <laughs> for your Bentley. Uh, and yeah, I, you I got to wear that Bentley and Ferrari. I had to um, stop, stop three times to go and be ill in the toilets, the, oh. the autograph queue. But um, yeah, that was that was a good one. I wouldn't say I don't know if it's the best one. It's definitely probably the most memorable one. Isn't it? We were playing the um, the Big Break um, soundtrack earlier, by the way. It's incredible. <laughs> it's only a game, so put up a real good fight. Yeah. Oh, well class. Uh, and finally. Um, Stephen Hendry, like you say, you've won absolutely everything there is to win in snooker. What is the highlight of your whole career? Oh, wow. In terms of playing? Yeah. Um, when, when, winning the seventh world title, obviously, beating Steve's record would, would, has obviously got to be yeah. a highlight. But, um, I mean, five world titles in a row and five masters in a row. Um, going. Yeah, it's not bad, mate. <laughs> it's not bad. It's um, right, Stephen Hendry, you've been an absolute legend. Thank you for having us. Thank you very today. much. Pleasure. Been a pleasure. Um, up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. You don't need to do that. It's fine. <laughs> You're the man. You don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. <laughs> <laughs>